Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're so glad you joined us here for the conversation. Our study of the Gospel of Mark is focusing on the busy, productive, and life-changing work of Jesus in action. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Welcome back, friends, to today's episode of Everyday Truth. So glad that you're here and appreciate your faithfulness. Uh, I, I'm, I'm done kind of introducing mugs, but uh, this is one that I don't think I ever introduced. And it's the most appropriate of the Pastor Skelly Kurt mugs that I have received because it says, Pastor Skelly's Mug of the Day. So it doesn't get much, much more simplistic than that. So thanks, my friends, for yet another mug gift. Appreciate that. Uh, we are in the end of Mark chapter 2 today. And so I want you to uh, find, if you, if you do follow along uh, in your Bible, find uh, verse number 23. Jesus is well into his public ministry. And in his public ministry, early on, we're seeing incredible popularity. Uh, People are just coming from far and near, primarily because they see the miracles. Uh, They see what he's doing. They see how he's helping. And it's just spreading like wildfire, as you can imagine. But remember as well that that's not the purpose for which Jesus came. He didn't come merely to do miracles. He came on mission, and that mission is to seek and to save that which is lost. And uh, in that mission, the most primary uh, aspect or component of his ministry is the message, the message of the gospel. Repent and believe the gospel. And the miracles are wonderful validators and exclamation points to the authority of Jesus. But uh, here in Matthew chapter, rather Matthew, Mark, Mark chapter 2 and verse number 23, we find yet another, maybe a challenge to his authority and a masterful response. So would you look at it? Mark chapter 2 and verse number 23, where the Bible says these words, and it came to pass that he went through the cornfields on the Sabbath day. So, Uh, Bible scholars and Bible teachers often call the group of stories in the Gospels that deal with the Sabbath day, they call it the Sabbath day controversies. Why? Because the Sabbath day had become just the end-all, be-all for first-century Jewish practice. Now, it's not that the Sabbath was unimportant. Obviously, uh, the Sabbath day was important. And one of the Ten Commandments was to keep the Sabbath. And God had created the Sabbath in really in symbol of his own rest. Remember, the Bible says that God worked six days, creation, and rested on the seventh. And that seventh day was to be a day of rest, a day of communion, a day of restoration. And, and I always love this thought that God created man on the sixth day, and then the seventh day God rested. But as far as man was concerned, Adam was concerned, the very first day of his creation was a day of rest. Isn't that something? So he created man on the sixth day, so the next day was the Sabbath day. So I I think the priority is put God first. Uh, Rest in him. 
Make, let your fellowship with God drive your activity. So Sabbath was so important, and there's so much we could say about the Sabbath. I'm not in any way demeaning what the Sabbath was or how important it is for us to prioritize God or, or even how important rest is, both spiritually and physically. The point is this, that in first century Christianity, not Christianity, first century Judaism, uh, these Jewish teachers had taken the Sabbath day and made it not a day of rest, but a day of burden because they had all of these multifarious rules uh, that, that they applied to the Sabbath day. Like you can, you can do this, but you can't do that. And I mean, it got so, so uh, specific. If you ever want to read something humorous, just kind of look that up uh, on the internet. Just look up Sabbath, the first century Sabbath day laws. Because not only did they have uh, the law of the Sabbath, but they had all of these minor little applications. Uh, for instance, uh, you couldn't tie a knot on the Sabbath day, but a woman could tie a knot in her girdle, you know, her belt. So if you wanted to raise a bucket of water on the Sabbath day, you couldn't do that because you'd have to tie a knot with that rope. But if a woman came and used her belt and tied a, a knot, then you could take the water out. See the point? The point is they really weren't concerned about rest. They really weren't concerned about the purpose of the Sabbath day. They were really more concerned about their man-made laws and then the loopholes that they created for themselves in those same laws. Sounds a lot like some brands of Christianity even today. And Jesus challenged that. Why? Because Jesus, obviously, as the Son of God, the Son of Man, knew the very purpose of the Sabbath and the very heart of it. So the Bible teaches here in Mark chapter 2 that he went through the cornfields on the Sabbath day. That wasn't unusual to walk through uh, fields. And you could only travel a certain distance on the Sabbath day, but you could travel. And watch what happens here in verse number 23. And his disciples began, as they went, to pluck the ears of corn. Now, lest you think that they were stealing or filching somebody else's uh, corn from their field, that was, that was a commonly accepted practice. It was permissible for people, as they would travel, if they were to walk through a field or an orchard, uh, to pick a piece of fruit or to take... Uh, some corn and rub it in one's hands and 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 eat and eat it just to sustain uh, yourself on the journey. That was very accepted and per permitted, and nobody argued with the fact that they did that. The problem that the disciples of Jesus were going to face is that they were doing this on the Sabbath day, and the application of Sabbath day law forbade them for doing that. There was nothing wrong with it biblically, but. The application in religion had made it wrong. So, so watch how Jesus deals with that in verse number 24. And the Pharisees said unto him, unto Jesus, Behold, why do they on the Sabbath day that which it, why do they on the Sabbath day that which is not lawful? Now, again, the law here is not biblical law, but it's the man-made law that they had created. Uh, making the word of God, in that sense, uh, of none effect through their tradition, through their traditional law. So what was their beef? Their beef was 
uh, these disciples are keeping the rules. In fact, uh, if you study this a little bit more carefully, what you'll find is that they actually were accusing the disciples of breaking four laws. Uh, they were reaping on the Sabbath day by picking corn. They were threshing on the Sabbath day by, by mashing it up. They were winnowing on the Sabbath day by separating the chaff from uh, the grain. And then they were preparing in the sense that they were picking out their food and eating it on the Sabbath day. So it was a fourfold violation of the man-made law. And they just could not imagine how could Jesus really be a real teacher? How could these disciples really be followers of God if they're breaking the Sabbath laws? Watch how Jesus answers this. I love it. Verse number 29. And he said unto them, have you never read what David did? So interestingly, that when Jesus would deal with controversy, so often he would appeal to their conscience by asking a question. Hey guys, haven't you ever read the Bible story about, that's the way we would say that today. And what story does he reference? Well, look at verse number 25. Have you never read what David did when he had need and wasn't hungered, he and they that were with him? So this is a reference to 1 Samuel chapter 21, when David was running from Saul, had no food uh, for him or for his companions. He happened upon the house of God, and there was the high priest. And as you probably are aware, in the holy place of the tabernacle, uh, there were essentially three pieces of furniture. There was the altar of incense, there was the table of showbread, and then there was the um, uh, the, the golden, the menorah, the, 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 uh, the, the lampstand. So what, uh, what, what was the point? The point was that there was no food available. He, he asked the priest for food. There was no food available except for the bread on the table of showbread, which was dedicated to God and had to be there for that week and then would be eaten at the end of the week by the priest. So uh, that was forbidden for a person just to come in and eat. And yet, what did David do? He ate the showbread and gave the showbread to his companions. What's the principle? The principle is that a human need is more important than religious uh, observance. So here's a situation where, yeah, there's a reason why we do this, and there's a reason why you put the showbread there, the, the reason why it's holy, and you can't just eat, be eaten commonly. But when a man's life is at stake, then human need becomes more important than religious observance. Look at verse number 26, how he went into the house of God in the days of Abiathar, the high priest, and did eat the showbread, which is not lawful to eat for the priests and gave also to them which were with him. Well, how are the Pharisees of Jesus' day supposed to answer that? Jesus is giving them not a traditional response. He's giving them a biblical rationale. And not only is he giving them a biblical rationale, he's pointing back to David himself. Jesus is the son of David, the David himself. This is uh, our, our, our great king. This is what he did. No one argues that. So what is Jesus doing? Jesus is showing how ridiculous 
their man-made laws have become by citing biblical examples that countermand what the, the what these Pharisees are teaching. Now, look at verse number 27, because Jesus is not done. And he said unto them, the Sabbath was made for man. See, you guys have this all backward. You think that God just made the Sabbath day to, um, to be an onerous, um, imprisoning, burdensome thing for men. But that's not why God made the Sabbath. God instituted the Sabbath day for the benefit of people so that people could have that rest, so people could have that fellowship, so people could have that communion with God. And so the Sabbath, man was not made for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for man. And then look at verse number 28, therefore. So here's the conclusion. And this is a this is a, a slam dunk here, what Jesus says. Verse number 28, last verse of the chapter. Therefore, the Son of Man... That's a reference to himself. Jesus is speaking of himself. Therefore, the Son of Man is Lord also of the Sabbath. I am the Lord of the Sabbath. You know, I instituted it. It's my idea. Therefore, I have the right to to explain and clarify the rules that govern it. Wow, what a statement. So this controversy that the Pharisees tried to use to to erode the authority of Jesus actually became the platform on which Jesus trumpeted his authority and bested them in argument. Now, we're going to talk a little bit more about these Sabbath day controversies even next episode. So stay, stay, uh, stay tuned. I appreciate your faithfulness day by day. We'll jump into chapter number three next episode. Hope you'll join us. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.